Hi everyone, I hope your week is going well. Today, I wanted to discuss another COVID-19 update specifically related to the Delta variant and how we could be seeing the economic impacts of this in the near future. I know that I've been talking a lot about the vaccine and different variants of COVID-19 and the impacts of it, but the thing is, the situation is constantly shifting and it's really important to take a look at how that affects um, the economy and the market in the United States, especially because a few weeks ago we were seeing every single state open up and things seemingly going back to normal almost completely. And now we're having growing concerns surrounding the Delta variant. And so what does that mean for how we respond and how the economy responds to what we choose to do as a society? Many people are already vaccinated in the U.S., but we're seeing growing concerns surrounding the Delta variant, and that's really important because there's been a lot of new outbreaks. Louisiana is actually leading with about 43 cases per 100,000 people, and majority of that is due to the fact that it has one of the lowest vaccination rates of any U.S. state with over two-thirds of the population unvaccinated. Hospitalizations increased over 400% in a week, and Arkansas and Florida follow closely with 39 and 38 cases per 100,000 people, respectively. Many of these patients have been put in intensive care, and I think the biggest thing to look at here is that these are states with very low vaccination rates and very, very low restrictions, and a lot of people aren't following any sort of masking or recommendations at all. And that is what's contributing to a lot of people getting COVID-19 because vaccination doesn't prevent you getting COVID-19, but it definitely um, decreases the harm to your body and it helps build up your immune system, which is why with vaccinations, you're seeing very few people passing away or even being put in intensive care. But because these states have such low vaccination rates, we're seeing a lot of negative impacts of COVID-19, very similar to the first few outbreaks um, continuing. In general, many countries are struggling to cope with the fast-spreading variant, and a growing number of people are under lockdown or state of emergencies due to the virus. South American countries are also experiencing something called the Lambda variant, but that hasn't seemed to spread to the United States as much as the Delta variant. Truly, the impact of this on the economy depends entirely on how we react to it. So if the government feels the need to impose new lockdowns, as many smaller countries have, we could face economic downturn. Even without new restrictions, some places might feel a bit of an economic impact from people choosing to stop dining out again or stop attending certain crowd gatherings such as concerts, weddings, um, any sort of thing like that out of fear of catching the virus again. But it's a little bit unlikely because when restrictions were previously lifted, restaurants in many places rebounded very quickly. M. Saif Makari, an associate professor of economics at the University of Richmond, um, told the Washington Examiner that he didn't think that fear of leaving the house would have much of an economic effect this time around, given the fact that many people are growing tired and wary of this health crisis. I mean, we can kind of see it all around us. I'm sure you feel it yourself. You're exhausted because it feels like you're going back and forth between being able to go out without being too worried and maybe you're still taking precautions. Maybe you're following exactly what the CDC says and you're not really masking anywhere right now, which is perfectly fine. But either way, it's very exhausting to go back and forth and to have so much uncertainty around what you can and cannot do in the future in terms of travel, in terms of school or work, whatever the case is. And we saw even as the original lockdown extended, even when it was still in place, we got these things um, 
as we were kind of lightening up such as curfews and things like that, people kind of stopped following the rules and that's expected because there's only so much that people can take. And that's not to say that that's the right thing to do, but it is a natural human reaction. With the rising surge of COVID-19 cases, plans to renew travel and again, therefore impacting the tourism industry does face further complications. Makari said he would not be surprised if the surge of cases could have some um, bearing on decisions to reopen U.S. borders between the U.S. and other countries. And even just two weeks ago, the U.S. extended non-essential travel restrictions on Mexico and Canada through to August 21st, even though Canada announced that it would be lifting its restrictions on Canadian travelers to the U.S. So impacts to tourism will be the largest as we continue to restrict travel to other countries that are currently battling more severe variants or even the Delta variant, but just have been unable to combat the spread. And one of the major reasons for this is a lot of other countries haven't vaccinated their population as rapidly as the U.S. For example, in India, which is where the Delta variant originated, they are currently they first started by vaccinating the immunocompromised and the elderly and then they did a single dose for everyone and now a lot of people are going back for their double dose but that means that a lot of people had only half the immunity than you would have had as a fully vaccinated person and in many other countries such as England many people are only just now beginning to get their first dose of the vaccine or start their vaccination process which means a lot of people are still susceptible to getting COVID-19. Very specifically, economically, we have to see how behavior changes. And that comes from Michelle Meyer, which is who is the head of the U.S. economics at Bank of America. And she says that her economic forecast hasn't really changed, but risk is increasing because what we've seen throughout the year has been an increase in spending on activities of leisure specifically, and the Delta variant and the rise in COVID cases can disrupt that trend. And that's what's very problematic for the economy because the reason that we were kind of going into recovery is because a lot of people were beginning to travel more and not even just that, they were beginning to conduct normal activities such as going out to eat at restaurants, going to bowling alleys, going to these places where you're not able to maintain as strict of a regimen in terms of sanitization. And now that people are going to, again, maybe potentially withdraw from those activities, you are going to see a hit to many parts of the economy if that does happen. Additionally, a lot of different companies, specifically in the Bay Area and across the country, have kind of rolled back on their plans to have employees back at the office. So Apple, for example, has decided to delay its plans to call employees back into the office. Um, And a lot of other companies are expected to do the same. Many companies were supposed to bring employees back September, November, but now they're pushing it back all the way into 2022. And they're saying that if you do voluntarily want to come back, you have to be fully vaccinated or get tested almost every single week. And honestly, whether or not that will translate into a broader return to different measures like social distancing, restrictions on gathering, limits on travel, all of that is still yet to be seen. A lot of places, I go to NYU, for example, have made their own restrictions such as no events over 250 people. We got an email quite recently that 
events over 250 people were not going to be able to be had. And that means that even on a micro level, you're seeing small impacts because events that certain clubs that I'm a part of would have had. Now we no longer need catering for those events. We don't need a place to host those events, which means you're losing money even in those small ways and you're losing impacts to the economy and small ways of spending. Um, And when you translate that to universities across the country and just everyday people who would be taking part in those activities, that contributes to a larger impact. Beyond the U.S., I think it's really important to continue to monitor the situation in other countries just because a lot of the ways that the U.S. is getting newer variants is because of travel from other countries and people bringing those variants back to the U.S. Um, And I would say that one of the bigger impacts that maybe I haven't talked about yet is not just to the tourism and travel industry, but also global supply chain delays. If you do online shopping, you might see that warning that due to supply chain delays, your package might take a week or two longer to get to you. And that's because a lot of the things that come to the United States are imported from other countries. And if those countries are struggling with the Delta variant, then of course, a lot of their processes, especially if they're in lockdown will be shut down. And even then, if you have a country with a lot of sick people in it, that's interrupting the jobs that those people do. And all of that contributes to um, the global economy. So it's really important, I think, to look at what's happening in other countries. And if you do see this rise in cases in general, even if the U.S. doesn't react at all, even if other countries um, seem to be having a good handle on supply chains and things like that, you decrease business optimism because a lot of people fear these reactions, even if they don't actually occur. I hope that this episode was helpful in giving you all some insight into why we need to continue to monitor COVID-19 and why maybe recovery isn't happening as fast as we thought, but I will be back next week with another Fit Friday.